0: Hi, and welcome to the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am your host, Kat Jepsen, a canine nutritionist with an innate obsession with dogs and the natural ways in which we are driven to live because of them. So let's get to it.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am your host, Kat Jepsen, and I am joined today by Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi, hello. Hello. <laughs> and Danielle is joining us from, where are you joining us from, Danielle.
2: Manchester,
1: Manchester, hey hey! (laughs) (laughs) So Danielle is the loving dog mama to Chip and Kyla and today we're going to be talking about their journey into the natural world which involves feeding raw foods. So Danielle to start us off, to kick us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about you Chip and Kyla.
2: Okay, so hi, I'm Danielle. <laughs> and um, my dogs are Chip and Kyla. This is Kyla. Um Chip and Kyla are mum and son. Um and we've had oh, Chip since wow. being Yeah, literally biological mum and son. Wow. God, yeah. I knew that. yeah. Um and we've had Chip since being a puppy and then we ended up rescuing Kyla from my boyfriend's mom. Um, well, like a year ago now. So she's been with us just over a year oh like, yeah. you see i
1: did, i you, when i first like met you on instagram i never thought you had kyla and then all we did, of a sudden, yeah we
2: didn't yeah yeah then
1: all of a sudden kyla started appearing in in all the in all the videos and things and i was like i'm sure they only had chip before but oh, yeah wow. no we did oh <laughs> i never realized they were actually related that's so sweet
2: yeah. so so what what breed what breed are they um, so Kylo is Staffordshire Bull Terrier and Chip is yep. a Staffordor so he's Staffy across Labrador Yeah okay I thought he had a bit yeah. of lab in there yeah, He does look, like, yeah, he does look it's Labby doesn't he yeah. <laughs> He's, he's very a chocolate sh- Staffy He's very small though like Kyla's quite petite and his dad was like small but stocky So he's yeah. quite small when people meet him they're like oh my god he looks so much bigger in pictures I'm like yeah he's small like Aww. he's only a little
1: boy he is cute though, and He's a cutie. He looks like he he's is. a right goofball. Is he a goofball?
2: Yeah, he's literally sat looking out the window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, bless he's him. He's dead
2: daft.
1: Oh, yeah, but that makes did. it so funny, doesn't it? When they've got their own little personality going on. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> and Kyla's just chill. She's just chill. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants, like, cuddles all the time. Oh,
1: that's lovely. That's the best bit. That's the best bit. Oh,
2: yeah, but she's like a Klingon
1: oh it's because she's a girl that's why <laughs> girls like the cuddles but only on their terms don't they i think oh yeah. you know.
2: <laughs> well, she's oh she's gone now
1: oh bless her so for you for you chip and kyla what does your natural journey look like and how did it start
2: uh, so when we got chip as a puppy like we were first time like dog owners like we've had family dogs before but we've never had our own dog um and like I was aware of raw feeding, um, from looking after like dogs for family friends and stuff. So we wanted to chip on like a half kibble, half raw diet from the start, but we just started on kibble because that's what he was fed as a puppy. Um and yeah, so then we ended up getting into we give him like chicken wings when he was a puppy, um, and he used to eat everything, and he's like being really funny with his food. Yeah. Um. So. Like he had blood in his poo a lot and obviously as, like he was a puppy and he'd go off his food, he wouldn't eat. So obviously that was really stressful for us and we was constantly at the vets and they just kept giving us like, you know, the pace, like the probiotic pace for his body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like that would help, but then like every so often it was like like a month or something, we'd start a new food, a new kibble. And then he would just stop eating it and he'd have blood in his poo again. So we were like, right, do you know what? Like, we wanted to do raw. Let's just switch now while he's young um, and just went straight onto a raw diet from kibble. And then we had no problems since then. I'll say,
1: was was it the kibble that was making his stomach upset then, do you think?
2: We're not too sure if it was, like, the kibble. Um, But what we've seemed to, like, come to understand is that Chip seems to have a sensitive stomach
1: right okay
2: yeah um because kyla's fed like a fresh food as well as the raw food because i noticed when we got her she wasn't doing as well as chip did on the raw straight off yeah um and when chip gets a bit of the fresh food in, it literally makes him vomit oh does so it chip, yeah chip literally gets meat and supplements like any vegetables i have to prepare them myself otherwise it'll make him vomit if it's come from, like anything else so i don't know we don't know what it is specifically but we know that it does well on his raw food and that's just how we'll keep him
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: well it's tough because i know even when you do buy like a high quality
1: prepared fresh food from a supplier rather than making it in your own kitchen you're still not fully aware of the ingredients that are going in there and it might it might only have like a list of maybe what like seven to ten fresh ingredients which is fine but even so these can have their problems like they might the ratios might be off for like what he can tolerate and you don't know where they're sourcing those ingredients like it might be salmon oil but it might be a really cheap salmon oil that they buy in bulk which obviously has the risk of being rancid before your dog even eats it so it could be like a a number of things which yeah i mean i think that is one of the benefits of when you do prepare the meals yourself fully from home that you can't basically have that control and more and more dogs seem to present with these GIUs more frequently now and it's just one of those things i think but Thankfully, you found how to navigate it and managed to go out on top. So, Kyla is fed fresh food. So, is that like cooked food?
2: Uh, So, she's fed butternut box. Oh, Um, yes, the butternut box is cooked. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. So, we were... Like, when we first got Kyla, she was fed kibble in a previous home and we just switched her straight to raw when she got here. Obviously, when we switched Chip from kibble to raw, we saw all these improvements because Chip was doing so bad. Um, But with Kyla, like, we didn't really seem to see any of that and I was like yeah. I don't think raw food 100% is what's best for her um yeah. so we were thinking about obviously switching up and adding a bit of fresh food in and then we were at an event and button-up box were there and there's a lady yeah. that we knew working on the store so um my boyfriend went off and chatted with her while I was with Chip doing something and then um at the end he was like oh I'll come and speak to button-up box like we've been thinking about it anyway and um, so, just spoke to this lady, and she managed to get us a deal on butternut box, and we tried it, and she likes it. So we just like stuck with it. She doesn't get a full meal of butternut box; it's literally like fifty grams butternut box and hundred grams raw. So she's yeah. still getting mainly raw food. It's just that added extra, and with her Extribute. being a senior dog, she kind of yeah. needs a bit more anyway. Yeah, Something. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if that's what works, that's what works. And also, you've got to you've got to think about what kind of what budget allows as well isn't it so you've got to kind of juggle everything in between so and you know I really like it that when I meet other pet parents who (laughs) actually are willing to do different diets for their dogs in their household because like I think sometimes we can fall into this habit of Well, just give them the same food because they have the same needs, because they're dogs basically at the end of the day. They're not they're they're individuals, aren't they? So I do love it when (laughs) when you know this like you've got you get you get these we get these dogs to have as our pets and then we find ourselves doing more and more and more to try and satisfy their needs but no it's great it's great because then it just makes me feel like that I'm not the only one doing all this mad stuff in the kitchen
2: (laughs) no no we're all here
1: (laughs) (laughs) so um where has your natural journey taken you personally so sort of like what have you learned from joining from starting this natural feeding journey
2: with your dogs and how
1: has it changed your life
2: um I don't I think I look at things a lot differently now like you know I try and actually figure out what's in food like we eat a lot of like stuff that we cook at home ourselves anyway um but just more like you know like assessing what's in things and like oh and I um obviously I had family dogs before I got Chip and Kyla And I just used to buy them whatever off the supermarket shelves, whereas now, like, I literally look in the ingredients and I'm like, nope, (laughs) like, only (laughs) the best of my too. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I pick up a couple of cheap packets every now and again, like, do like it, so it's not that big of a deal, but obviously, if they can have better stuff, then I'm going to get them better. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just, like, assess things more.
1: Yeah, I definitely have to agree with that. But sometimes it can be so annoying, don't you think? Like when you walk yeah. around the supermarket and something looks really nice and you pick it up and then you actually do look at the back of the packet. And then instantly your mind is like, Nah, I'm not gonna buy that. But do you know what? It
2: stresses me out more because I'm just like, How many people are buying this? Like I just wanna like oh. take it off the shelf so they can't get it. <laughs> like, no. Whoa. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And
1: it is so frustrating that I feel like in this world that we are submerged in on instagram uh with raw and natural feeding or like home cooking for dogs and stuff i mean i think it's around about 25 percent of people in the uk feed their dogs raw food so that means 75 percent are still left either not knowing about raw food or not understanding the benefits okay. or or even fresh food and like the majority of people are still feeding highly processed foods and sometimes i just wonder like how how is this still the norm that is how? Cra- i didn't know it was like so little like I think, it is, I think <laughs> it's around 25 percent and i think i know like a couple of years ago it was 20 percent. so it is slowly creeping yeah. up obviously because everybody's shouting from the rooftops about it now but yeah it's just so uh, it just i think when we've been sort of in this world for as long as we have which is well at least for me i've been in this world for about seven eight years so how long how long have you three three, three years. years yeah yeah, so yeah. That's, well that's probably around about the time that i met you wasn't it when we were off at nature yeah. <laughs>
2: um
1: and it just feels like this is what is like everybody knows you just forget that there are other people out there who don't know and who have still to discover this fascinating world of raw and natural feeding for dogs.
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think some people think it's so weird, don't they? Because I was like, I went to see my family dogs um, not too long ago, like not last week the week before. And then they're on kibble food. And I was just like, oh, I like a... we raw feed ours." And my stepdad was just like, no. And I was like, oh, they need it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh but it's God. good for them. them. <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh, I know, I know. And it's like, even now when I sort of like tell people, and when pe- when you meet new people and like they ask, you know, what do you do for a living? And, oh, I advocate the cake for fresh feeding for dogs. And they look at me like I'm some kind of, <laughs> really? <laughs> like that's a job (laughs) you kidding (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like yeah you know it is you shouldn't be you know you should you should make more of an effort with your dog's food but some people are just so I don't know I don't know what it is stuck in
2: the ways isn't it yeah
1: and we have got a lot of work to do if we're gonna make some waves you know and it's it's already (laughs) happening with a lot of the things that you know the (laughs) the leaders of the raw food movement are doing and every day so if we all just keep chipping away eventually we might make it back yeah (laughs) good hopefully so um i feel like we went on off on a bit of a tangent there didn't we (laughs) (laughs) um okay so on your natural journey with chip and kyla what have been the downfalls or struggles that you have faced
2: um i do think there is a lot of i don't know what you would call it like one thing tells you one thing and another tells you something completely different yeah contradictory information yeah yeah that's the one so um yeah just chip's a very fussy dog which is crazy to think because he's obviously half labrador and labrador's known for eating everything but not this one (laughs) um so it's been really hard to navigate everything with chip alone because he is so fussy like We tried like chunks, he won't touch it. Um like he's just really fussy like that. So he'll literally only eat mints. Yeah. So we just buy mints. Whereas Kyla would eat anything. But Chip is super, super fussy. Like if we find something chip likes, we buy it in bulk. And then like two months down the line he decides he does not like it anymore. So um it's really hard to navigate with chip and obviously having such a fussy dog means that I can't follow like the rules that everybody else does. So I just kinda do my own thing and what works for us. So, yeah yeah well it can be difficult
1: i mean picky picky eaters fussy dogs it's just a nightmare and it tends to be one of the things that puts people off from changing diets because yeah. like the, the thing with dogs is that i mean so has chip always been did he was he on full kibble before he came to you
2: yeah he was on full kibble yeah. as a puppy as a um puppy. and then we had him on full kibble for like I think it was, like, six six months, maybe. I can't remember, like, specific times. So obviously, it all just kind of, like, blends in. And yeah, I kind of cool. forget, like, the really bad bits, whereas my boyfriend remembers a lot more of it. Like, I just pick out the good parts, obviously. Um, but I remember, <laughs> yeah. like, the the blood in his poo was obviously a bit traumatising for us both. And, like, we both analyze poos all the time. Like it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this poo's a bit runny. <laughs> I never thought I'd be analysing dog poo, but here we are. Um, um, it's a it's got to be done it's got to be done if you're not willing to analyze poo then
1: don't get dogs simple
2: (laughs) i don't have babies either well yeah Um, but no
1: yeah Um, um, well we're just thinking you know because like with dogs they do they do form preferences for food and especially when they're puppies. so like whatever they eat when they're young is going to dictate what they like throughout their life so if you know you do get a puppy that is fed processed foods then it is going to be likely or highly likely that your puppy is going to want that kind of food but it's just like us like you know Mm -hmm. highly processed pet foods are sort of they're filled with chemical preservatives Mm -hmm. and they're coated in fat saturated fats and you know palletizers which make them addictive to dogs which is why you might think that your dog really likes it but it's not necessarily that it's because they're so addicted to it because of the high salt content and you know all the all the rancid fats that are sprayed on afterwards to make it actually palatable for them to eat but being said so if they form this you know positive association with this kind of food when they're a puppy then that's you try and transition them later on that they can be a bit fussy about it and that can come like that happens like with textures and tastes and various different things so it definitely is sort of like a a long and drawn out process with your dog transitioning them if they have obviously you know been on this food especially for a long time as well so if you sort of like a senior dog who's been on kibble all their life till i don't know they're about 10 years old then you put them onto raw some dogs will just happily eat anything. As you know, um, but others it could take you know six months to a year to transition them over if they are that picky, and that could oh, even I don't be- know that, yeah. It's so fascinating, yeah. I think. Because you know, there's you
2: just expect dogs to eat everything, don't you? Because that's what yeah. dogs do, like in the Plus, wild. Chip, when he was a baby, like I would literally put like I would spend like I would go and prepare mash, like boiled potatoes and carrots, and put them in mash. And then like i would chop up carrots, he would eat like everything. And then he just it just stopped. He just stopped yeah. eating fruit and veg altogether. If there was in like chunks in his food, if it was in mash. Like we really struggled to get fruit and veggies in him. Yeah. But to as a though, he would eat everything.
1: If he has got a bit of, you know, if he's got a bit of disruption going off in his gut, it might sort of, that might be his way of sort of like self-medicating to say, you know, yeah. that vegetable makes me feel poorly, so I'm gonna leave it out, but it depending who you ask as well. Veggies, you know, aren't always necessarily included within the diet. You know, some raw feeders don't feed any fruits or vegetables at all. They just literally feed they're my people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's the it's the it's the prey model and the Franken Prey model. So the idea is that you feed them a whole animal and if they do get any vegetation, it comes from the stomach contents of that animal. Um, which would be really small because it would be a small animal from the wild, such as like a quail or a rabbit, or, you know, like I mean, I think wild dogs even eat frogs and stuff. So, um, mm. but so if you, with those two raw feeding models, they are literally sort of like they are an 80 10 10 split um, roughly. If you feed in a whole animal, then obviously it varies depending on the animal. But the idea yeah. is that. Is this this full animal to say feed a whole rabbit? That is the complete meal needed for the dog, so it's got all the raw meaty bones, it's got all the organ meats, which are like really nutrient dense, and then it's got the fur, which is the fiber, which in other raw feeding models would be your fruits and vegetables because that's what you know you add them as a fiber. Um, And then the franken prey is the idea that you use sort of like different parts of an animal to make up the full animal, so rather than feeding like a whole rabbit, Mm. you'd use like a duck head with some gizzards and then some sort of like breast meat and then you might have some wings for the raw meaty bones and then you'd have like liver and kidney as the organ meats you know what I mean so it's sort of like yeah like a DIY yeah yeah you'd piece together the whole like using different pieces of the animal to get that split between the nutrients and again that doesn't have any fruits and veggies in there because you would use the fur or feathers to feed that fiber which would help the gut so I mean, depending on what kind of philosophy you follow and what what kind of raw feeding style you want to choose, it's completely up to you if you
2: put veggies in there. So,
1: you know... Yeah, if, I didn't
2: if, know. I've not really researched it, to be fair, all that much, because because obviously Chippy is so fuzzy. I just literally feed him what i eat. Yeah.
0: Because
2: like, I know if he's not feeling well and I know if he's not doing so well on his food. So I always yeah. just think, you know, if he's eating it, then that's okay. Like, I've not really... <laughs> researched anything like that but i didn't know that there was raw feeders out there who don't do fruit and veggies as just thought. oh yeah. yeah yeah there is there is
1: like the bath diet is the one that has obviously the bath diet goes into detail with the different ratios of fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Um, yeah. and then there's the ancestral model, which has um fish in it as well, and then it has like five percent fiber, which is either fur feathers or fruits and vegetables, but just like low glycemic vegetables. So it just depends on which model you want to follow, and you don't even have to follow the same model all the time if you don't want you know yeah it's complicated to you it's your dog as long as you get in the raw meaty bones the liver especially for obviously it's because the liver's like the multivitamin and then yeah. the the other organ meats and some um some fiber and the muscle meats then you know that's absolutely fine so if that's what chip will eat then hey ho, why not yeah <laughs> it's just mm. everybody just gets so you know like complicated with all this Oh, you can just get really
2: weighed down with it though can't yeah yeah,
1: yeah it right. is it's frustrating it's frustrating because like you say it puts a lot of people off and it, it puts people off talking about it as well and like you say you just get overwhelmed and you just think oh what am i even doing you know <laughs> yeah definitely what even is what even is this <laughs> but that's why we're here that's why we have these conversations so that we can
2: help absolutely
1: so well my next question was going to be what what works for you but we've just we've just covered that with how you feed (laughs) um Um, so what would you say is the best thing about your raw and natural feeding journey what's been the best Um, thing that you've
2: learned or that you've experienced i think like I, i i get a lot of people asking us about raw feeding um, and I always just say, like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not the best person to ask because Chip is so fussy. Um, but I like that people come to us and ask. Like, I like that people feel comfortable they can do that. Because I think yeah. sometimes you just feel like you can't ask people. Um, and, like, there is, like, a little network around raw feeding. Obviously, I've made friends through, like, you know, your business, like, Perfect Nature and Puppy Chop. So it's just yeah. nice to have – there's, like, a community of people. And it's just, like – Some people can turn their noses up at raw feeding, and I get that. It's not the prettiest of things, but it's nice (laughs) to have, like, a support network.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. And every single person that I speak to on these podcasts always basically shouts about how useful and positive social media has been for their journey in terms of support and we've talked about a variety of different topics already on this show and social media always comes into play but to be honest you know social media is how i meet all of you as well so without it we would be stumped just think who knows what we'd be feeling social media (laughs) (laughs) oh dearie me what about supplements then do
2: you feed any supplements to them um yeah like I'm not not 100% included on So I'm not gonna lie like I'm still learning as we go on and you know like things come up in the dogs like Kyla recently got spayed um so I was like oh is there anything I can you know buy in to help and someone recommended milk thistle which I've never heard of um yeah like they said oh it's good to help you know get rid of all the chemicals in the body so I was like great um so I got some of that in and then it came like a week after a spray, and i was like i'm still gonna throw it in anyway but apparently it's good for liver yes Um, it is a detoxifier for
1: the liver it is sort of like milk thistle is the liver herb so it will it's the it's got the affinity an affinity for the liver it helps to flush it from the top toxins and it also like gives it that support so like if you if they do have had some chemical sort of like treatment obviously being under from the spay or like flea or worm or anything like that then a little bit of additional support with milk vessel will definitely help to flush it out i mean even if you've got a dog that's on long-term medication then it is beneficial to use herbs like milk thistle just to help the liver function properly, if that makes sense. Because obviously yeah. you don't want it to be under too much stress. But even though it is just like a week after, or if it did come a week after, then you can still feed. I'd still chuck it in every now and then anyway. because Yeah,
2: yeah, I do that. I like to rotate like what we've got in. And supplements are yeah. expensive, so I don't like to just like bang it in all the time. Like I know it's good <laughs> to use some of them like daily, but I'm just like, do you know what, like, no. <laughs> well actually unless you've got like a
1: long term medical need which warrants that the use of that um like supplement depending on what it is i'm guessing you mean like herbs and stuff yeah um like, then like
2: pumpkin powder and stuff like that yeah
1: yeah so whole food supplements rather than like you know these like tablets and stuff but yeah. then it is always better to rotate because then it sort of like gives the body a rest from whatever chemical reactions it's been doing with that supplement and then it focuses on something else because each different supplement has a different beneficial effect for the body and all its systems so if you're just giving it the same thing every time then only those systems that that supplement helps are sort of like getting a chance to work with it and then you've got loads of other functions and you know places that need repairing that are probably yeah. going to miss out which would benefit from a different set of supplements so you do like to rotate i 100% agree with that yeah. oh, plus... i didn't
2: know that until recently to be fair so i've started rotating the supplements a lot more so like if we do a big walk because like we do a big walk on the weekend normally like we go and meet our friends and we go on like a you know like a nice big wander um i give them like turmeric and like joint stuff after that and then like yeah. after after like either that night time or like the day after i, I stopped that then just because i'm like give them a chance to like recover from the walk and then yeah. especially with kyla being older like i want to want to keep you alive for as long as you can
0: Aww. Yeah, Aww. oh yeah definitely
2: rotate them a lot more and it also helps with obviously the cost of supplements if you're not definitely. using them all De- the time yeah it definitely does because i mean there are some um there are some weird and wonderful things in- now
1: which i mean for humans as well as dogs but i think you know there's this thing as well where humans discover a superfood and they bring it out and sell it for people and then they realize that they can sell it for dogs so they put it in a different packet and stick loads of money on top of it and yeah charge so annoying. but then all these pet parents out there are like sat there thinking well i can't get that one because that's for that's people me
2: And then um, I need to get the dog version because it says it's for dogs even though it's exactly the same thing. There was like spirulina in the supermarket on offer the other day and I was like, can the dogs have that one? (laughs) Like it's so hard to navigate. Like I'm still not 100% clued up. I don't know. I just wing it. it
1: you're not on your own you're not on your own this is how they do it this is how they make their money out of you because they they put it in a packet and stick a dog on the front as if to say all right this is a spirulina for people and this is a spirulina for dogs when it's probably been packaged in the same bloody factory you know what i mean and sent out (laughs) so you know if if it is a whole food supplement and it is 100 percent of that ingredient in that packet so spirulina for example if it's 100% spirulina then your dog can have it if it is dog safe if it's sometimes human supplements might have other additives in there or like i can't think of a supplement but for example some peanut butters have xylitol or xylitol yeah, already, yeah. in them which obviously you won't be able to feed that to your dog because xylitol oh. is toxic for your dog but in supplement form if it's 100 that whole food in that packet and you know it's dog safe by all means get the human version because 10 times you know it's going to be 10 times cheaper most of the time
2: yeah even
1: (laughs) even probiotics and things like that i think a lot of the human probiotics they do have a lot more different species in but the majority of what species live in the human gut and what live in the dog's gut anyway so you don't always have to buy just the dog friendly probiotics this is another problem with the canine nutrition industry i think so if you're either confused though just send me a message
2: <laughs> no I, I definitely do <laughs> i come to you all the time um oh. but no yeah i like to so supplement wise like um we, so we've had fleas in the past on um like flea you know medication from the vets and stuff yeah. and obviously with the more natural like i'm trying to move away from all the chemical stuff so i'm not I'm not a big fan of it anyway. Like, I personally haven't had the COVID vaccinations. Um, like, I'm not a big fan of things like that. Um, yeah. So, obviously, I don't want them on, like, I know the flea tablets as well are, like, worse than the spot on, aren't they? Um, so, yeah, we've moved away from, like, chemical, things like that. Um, yeah. So, we used Billy No mates last year. Oh, um, yeah. After having fleas the previous year on different products. And uh, that worked really well. we didn't seem to have fleas last year. So I'm definitely sticking with that for fleas now. Um, yeah. And, like when I see different like supplements in like the raw food shops, obviously, I just like, I either ask what it's about or I just pick it up and then Google it later or something. But I'm just like, it's only going to do good for the dogs. Like, so yeah. I just pick it up. Like bee pollen, found out through you for allergies because they both struggle with them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like a spring staple now. <laughs> so we're just adding all sorts. And I didn't know that seeds had to be ground up until recently. So I was feeding, like, whole seeds and not too long ago. But my boyfriend actually loves grinding the seeds up. So sometimes i will just like, there you go, and he'll just grind up seeds for all these <laughs> um yeah,
1: This is the thing, though, isn't it? I think there's all these little tips and tricks. And unless yeah. you know, then you don't know. And it's like, it's such a simple thing that... Um, how were you supposed to know that your dog can't digest full seeds like no, yeah. nowhere tells you that unless you saw like see it on social media so these are the all important things that you know we need to kind of get out there with when we're telling people oh to feed supplements and homemade diets and things like that it's just all the little tips and tricks that are missing from mainstream media it Um, is because it's just like throwing money down the drain as well isn't it like oh yeah like (laughs) you think you're doing good and then
2: you're just coming out in the poo
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh bless you well you know you've you've been having a real good go though and ever since I've known you you've always put your all in for for the and and obviously Kyla when she came along so I think we've had many conversations over instagram haven't we about different supplements yeah. and different ways that you can support them so it's actually great to be able to chat to you yeah. about it all today
2: because sometimes instagram's so busy like oh, I'm, get... I'm taking a break at the minute i've got so much work i'm just like i've got time to be on my phone at the minute like i'm <laughs> not doing it well it's good for everybody to have a social media break every now and
1: then oh I it is so,
2: it's so nice good girl. <laughs>
1: right so um is there anything that you would say to other pet parents who may be struggling with either like going natural or starting their fresh feeding journey
2: oh i've been waiting for this one so what i <laughs> because i struggle with a fussy pup and i get people asking me about obviously raw feeding and stuff i'm literally just like listen if your dog's happy and healthy and they're eating the food jobs are good and like obviously <laughs> <laughs> the stuff you can add in, and if you've got like specific problems, and obviously that needs addressing. But um, if any, I don't know. Like, I really struggle with chip. Like, I would absolutely love to do a DIY bowls, you know, like you know, with all yeah. the fur and the big chunks of meat. But chip, I know chip wouldn't touch it. Yeah.
0: Um, she
2: she probably would. She eats anything, but chip just he would turn his nose up. And yeah. like, I, and we only live in a little flat anyway, so we have two freezers now. Um, And both have got dog stuff in It was only one (laughs) drawer in one freezer But now it's taken over Um, So obviously Storage of frozen stuff Isn't uh, like an issue It's not an issue but we would like a chest freezer To shove everything in Um, But no for anyone who's looking to do it I'd probably just say like take the jump Like it is confusing But as long as your dog's eating the stuff And you know everything's working well with inside them Then go for it
1: yeah, good. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Don't complicate things. This is it. No, it's like everybody yeah. makes it out that it's so difficult to like, you know, just put some food in a bowl for your dog. And it's really not. It's really yeah. not difficult. <laughs> you just gotta have a loose set of guidelines which is basically what you need to make sure you put in the bowl. So you could basically have your five ingredients, which is your raw meat, your bones, your muscle meats, your organ meats, which is your liver and your other secreting organ, and then a bit of seafood if you're following the ancestral diet, and then your fiber, which is either your fur and your feathers or your fruits and vegetables. As long as you get those ratios sort of all right, that's all you need. And then, obviously, everybody likes to bang on about how homemade diets are deficient in certain nutrients. Well, we've got a list of all the foods that you can add every now and then to bump up those nutrients. So that's you just need those two lists, don't you? And that's it. As long as you're giving a good mix and rotating, then you should be fine. And just just chippy, sort of like hairy rabbit ears treats.
2: He likes to play with it before he eats it, which is really hard work (laughs) now having Kyla because... Before when she we wants just it. had chip, yeah, like, we could, you know, we could play with it, throw it around, do it. Like, he will literally throw things at you. Um, it's quite funny, really, because obviously he's a dog. Um, But, yeah, no, so she'll eat hers in, like, two seconds flat, and then she wants his. <laughs> and we're like, Aww. no, you can't. But then we're, like, throwing this rabbit treat around, and she wants it, and he's just like, play with me. Oh, <laughs> um, bless so him. He will eat it, but eventually, yeah. like, when it was just chip we used to have a lot of natural treats just lying around because he'd have a nibble and then leave it for a bit and then go back to it Like we yeah. have obviously a lot of natural chews so their chews they just stay down for whenever they want a chew and um, but like natural treats like the rabbit is and stuff like that we keep in the kitchen obviously in a tub um so they just get one of them every so often i don't have i don't really have a set routine with the dogs yeah. Just get whatever, whenever just, No, that's
1: fine I'm only saying because that's how you can get his fur into him Is by giving him the furry treats yeah. You know, yeah, he yeah, won't yeah. eat it in the bowl um, But you can actually get Like, you can get raw furry rabbit am I'm, Yeah, I'm, I've seen loads of stuff like that now I'm going to get some, I think I haven't had them yet, but I'm tempted to get some But the dog's butcher Do a minced rabbit Which has fur in it And it's basically like a whole rabbit which has been put through the mincer, and it is really good. Oh, that's really
2: good. Yeah, yeah. So it's got the
1: fur in there, and it's sort of like the whole prey model, you know, because it's just like the rabbit. Because
2: yeah, I like to like obviously save money. Like who doesn't? Um, So you (laughs) know, like when in little treat bags, when you get all the bits at the bottom. Like I remember. Like live sales and stuff, you usually get a mixed bag. There would always be like little bits in the bowl. And I'd always just oh, keep yeah. that and put it in the food. Like Definitely. I know that will eat it if it's in his bowl and it's little. So yeah, like yeah. any crumbs or anything, straight in the bowl. Definitely, <laughs> you can't be wasting precious nutrients. No, absolutely not. If it, if it's going to get it into chip, it's going in. <laughs> well, it's sort of
1: like it. It's sort of like one of those cheeky little toppers isn't it to sort of like get
2: him enticing exactly. into it and make him eat it. oh that's yeah it. sometimes like especially in the summer it can be really funny with his eating anyway it's very hit and miss like yeah. we used to go to the vets a lot obviously when he would go off his food and it would it, it would go like a week without food and the vets are like oh yeah like three days is normal without food i'm just like i don't want to go without food for three days like he will fast himself sometimes and we've obviously had to learn that that's just what he does sometimes yeah um yeah. but you can get a lot of toppers now. So if he's not eating, then we'll always like go over, but do it in his face so that he knows the toppers <laughs> there. Like, oh yeah, go on, have a have a try now. <laughs> Otherwise, he won't even look it because he's like, I don't no, want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, and then she wants to know what's going on with this food after she's eaten hers. <laughs> oh, so. yeah, no, that's the thing, though, isn't it? My, my tool like that, like, well, lately, since
1: we started doing loads more DIY, Boris is like really enthusiastic about his food, whereas before he never used to, he used to be a bit like, sound a bit like Chip, like, sometimes he'd be. Mm i don't really want that today yeah but i think i found that he was a, with certain proteins so sort of like if it was a particular protein like beef like he doesn't he's not really that fond of beef um especially yeah. beef heart so like oh. if it's if it's like a the thing is as well like if you get in like an 80 10 10 mix this is another thing that annoys me it says 80 10 10 but the 10% could be a mixture of various different organ meats and sometimes companies include heart meat and lung meat in the organ section and sometimes they include it in the muscle meat section Um, whereas when you're raw feeding heart and lung is classed as muscle meat so for organ meats you're looking at things like liver pancreas kidney you know stuff like that yeah and it needs to be at least five percent liver um, and then 5% other secret in argon but anyway that's a different issue but sometimes you get like a sometimes you get like a a pheasant 80 10 10 which the 80 and the 10 meat and bone is pheasant but then the 10% argon meat comes from beef yeah so it's not actually everything's like pheasant hidden, isn't it yeah so like i was finding that um i was thinking i was giving him a pheasant mix I don't know if it was pheasant. I'm just saying it, you know, for that sake. And then it had beef organs in it and he wouldn't eat it because he doesn't like, like, beef spleen or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Sometimes I've never thought about
2: just... that, but he does. There are certain flavours that he's not a big fan of. Like, he'll eat it, but you just know that he's not 100%. Yeah. Like, he's not the biggest fan of it yeah Yeah. i'd I'd maybe just get really scrutinize those labels and see (laughs) if you can
1: find out because sometimes it doesn't even say that it is from a cow or like a different animal it's sort of like i don't know it's just weird trickery with labels and pet food it's one of those things so just i had to found that i really well that is the reason why i do diy now because I just don't trust any of the bloody labels anymore. Yeah, no, I get that. that. (laughs) And now, now he just constantly. Well, another thing as well, like if he won't eat organ meats, is just get a dehydrator and dehydrate him because. Oh, so we've got an
2: air fryer, and we've had the air fryer now about six months and maggie's mum, who was also on the podcast yeah um she dehydrates like uh, organ meats and stuff and i just I, I picked up some hearts reduced in tesco one day because i've seen a reel about it anyway um i think be more dog and yeah. um so i just picked him up and i was like oh i'll just give this dehydrating a go because i know that chip's fussy and i was like if he doesn't eat it doesn't he eat it kylo will eat it so yeah. obviously like i um brought them home and I asked um Megan, Maggie's mom, I was like, Oh, like, what do I do with these? And she was like, Oh, are you keeping them whole? Or are you chopping them up? And I was like, Well, if it's gonna be quicker, I'll chop them up. Like, I'm not bothered. Yeah. Um so she was like, Oh yeah, like I think it's like sixty degrees for like three hours or something. So I know now because I've tried it again with different ones. Um, ah. so I, yeah, so I tried them with the raw heart anyway And Tyler ate it and Chip didn't Which isn't a surprise So I was like, okay, so we'll give the dehydrating a go So I dehydrated it and then Chip would eat it And I was like, oh my god I are you just eating a heart? I never thought Chip would do that So then we picked up like kidney And they've had liver now So we tried it raw and there's only like If it's like ox, he'll eat it raw But if it's like we had like pig livers He wouldn't eat that raw, she would and then we dehydrate it and then they both eat it. So yeah, this is yeah, it. And
1: this is it. it's
2: really fun. I'm I'm like learning, it's great. And it's I'm like doing it doing all little, myself. Yeah, you're
1: doing little <laughs> mini experiments. I love it. Not, and then they use it as training <laughs> treats, so and that's even better. Exactly. This is it, you see. And I mean, I'm not being funny, about right, But how cheap is organ meat in the supermarket? Really? It is I really mean, cheap.
2: It's like two pounds.
1: Exactly. And if you get it in the reduced section as well, yeah, that's like a double
2: it was like £2 for two they were big hearts I know they were big hearts now because I bought them again and they were smaller and they weren't reduced (laughs) so I was fuming I know but (laughs) it was like it was like a science experiment cutting them up as well I felt like I was back in science in school like it was a bit gross but it's like intriguing well one tip
1: I have for organ meats is put them in the freezer so they're all like semi frozen and then slice them because they don't don't move They're not squishy (laughs) and they don't, oh, leak, exactly. they don't leak, leak. leak as well <laughs> well i know but sometimes it depends how long my nails are if i've got long nails and they start sticking into the going liver, underneath <laughs> yeah
2: also i'm not a big fan of liver i said i was like tristan you can do that
1: yeah that's the worst one i think but yeah part freezing them and then the knife goes straight through and it's a nice firm chunk of meat so <laughs> the only thing is obviously then they just the juices come out when they defrost a bit but so if you are putting them in a the dehydrator then but yeah that's fascinating also as yeah. well if they won't eat them in chunks you can just grate it up because it's dry grate it up into a powder and use it as a topper to mix through as slow uh, as you can do yeah so I don't, yeah.
2: i'm quite a lazy dog mom no. i'm quite a lazy girl i don't do things like that so they're dehydrating well, in the air fryer that's like a big step for me <laughs> well i'm gonna say that is you know that's not being <laughs> a lazy dog mama that's good that's good yeah I'm i, a now, for a you've while, it, I now you've done it though
1: and now you've done it there. like how simple is it
2: yeah it's it's very simple and it's it's so good to know that like because we do chip will only have if we're training something that's good like obviously recall he needs a high value training treat. like because he is so fussy if it's a standard like you know like a little like kibble basically he'll just spit it out yeah like he's he's not bothered like he he'll do whatever he, he wants to do yeah <laughs> over the treat like he's just like no nah, i'm not you're not bribing me with that but um No, like, to take it out as a training treat as well, like, to say that it's something you've done yourself, like, I know what's in that. I've literally prepared it, and now it's in a treat bag. Like, it's it's dead nice to know. It is because, as well, like, you get all these,
1: like, meat strips and stuff, and it says 100% meat, but, yeah, you still don't really know what's in it because it's not obviously a piece of meat. It's sort of like something that's been ground up and smushed together and smeared on a tray. So... And the thing is as well, like you can pay up to a fiver for like a hundred grams of these of these dehydrated meaty treats or, and like organ meats might be a little bit more if you buy them from a treat shop. But you go to the supermarket and you get like 500 grams for like two quid and fair enough, you end up with a lot lighter weight when it's yeah. obviously, when it's dehydrated because the moisture comes out of it like, and most of it does. But still, you still get a really big bag full of treats, which cost you like two quid, rather yeah, than a crazy. rather than a fiver. And you're probably it gonna how much you probably have more. Well, it does, it does, it does, and they do shrink obviously when the moisture comes out of them. But yeah. you still end up with a nice big bag of treats. It's just so much cost effective, and even though you have to use an appliance to dehydrate them, the cost of running that appliance to get them to that moisture content is going to be sort of like pennies. But to
2: have the knowledge as well that it's just 100% what yeah. it is. It just so. it gives you that peace of mind as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, well, that's good. So yeah. following that, do you have any plans for the future on your fresh feeding
2: journey? Well, obviously, the dehydrating of the treats and chippy eating like, organ meats is a, a massive thing for us in terms of chip and fish we're constantly trying to get fish in him so he goes through phases with sprats and like we used to use sprats as training treats now he won't touch them so like we constantly try with different things like she'll eat anything so it's easy with her um but we've like i've bought greenlit mussels in like a tin which i'm nervous to use i've had them in two months now and they're just sat in the fridge because i'm just like if I put it in his food, I know he's not going to eat it. Like I had the, <laughs> you know, the dehydrated ones that you buy from like places. Yeah. That's like yeah. seven pounds for a packet. They're not cheap. I have no. to cut them up with the scissors into his food so that he'll eat um, He won't eat yeah. it whole. Um. So obviously having the dehydrated like the hydrated version, and I know that they're quite big bigger than the mussels. So I'm yeah. just like, I want to ch- give him the opportunity obviously to try it, but I just know that I'm going to have to you know, like mince it or something. And I'm yeah. <laughs> I was speaking to my boyfriend about it and I was like, I'm worried about the smell. Like obviously it's Well, is it sort of like is it those that are in a tin like you'd get like tin sardines? Yeah, yeah, but it's not yeah. it's not from the supermarket, it's from like a dog shop. Um, is it the
1: canoe ones?
2: Yeah, in, like, the yeah. Yeah. Well
1: yeah. they're cooked, they're gently cooked them. So he might eat them. Oh, I don't know. Does he does he um does he smell if you can tin? see it?
2: No, I, I don't think he's ever had sardines out of the tin. Oh, he's he very try. fussy. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, Fish is a really hard one that we're trying to crack with him.
1: So, well, um, I Barney, one of mine, Barney, he will eat absolutely anything you give to him. Um, except like, funnily enough, like if you drop an onion on the floor, like he won't eat it. It's like he knows which foods are toxic to him. Yeah, <laughs> um, like some dogs eat absolutely everything down the but. Um, but Boris like he's when we first started him with fish he was like that like he won't eat fish mince or anything like that Like i'd never get them like fish-based meals because they just won't eat yeah or barney can't tolerate them anyway because his stomach's too sensitive but um but boris i started by giving him like sardines and mackerel out of a tin because yeah. they're they're gently cooked and he likes them and then I moved them onto like raw fish like sprats and mackerel and he eats them now. But the, the green lip mussels from Kanumi are cooked. And to be fair, you could probably like squash it with a fork, you know, and mush
2: it in. Oh, could you? Oh right, yeah. okay. I yeah. didn't know how it's firm just... they were gonna be. I've never felt
1: one. Or... Because it's just meat, it's just like cooked meat, it's like a sardine out of a tin. So you could you could like mush it up and mix it in with his mince and he yeah. might it might eat it. But if not, mm. stick them in the
2: dehydrator. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> chop it up into his meal.
1: Yeah, but those tins aren't cheap either, are they? You know, the tins of no, the green no. It's
2: like £4. It's not too bad. I don't know, I've i I'm literally not opened it. I don't know how many you get, but they've, they do other flavours as well, don't they? So I've got a couple of yeah. others to try. But yeah, yeah, it's just the worry of trying something new and knowing he's going to turn his nose up at it. Oh, <laughs> well, you will get it know. in He
1: might
2: surprise yeah. you. <laughs> oh, I started blending fruits and veggies into yogurt this summer. He he loves yogurt, so if I can get anything into a yogurt, it'll go down. Put the green lit muscle into yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds gro- it sounds
1: gross
2: it sounds gross, but you might like
1: it. <laughs> oh, the things <sighs> we do for our dogs, eh?
2: Honestly. Oh Thank right.
1: You. So do you have any plans for Kyla? Don't, don't <laughs> think you really like she lead out, won't she, so?
2: yeah she will um she's we don't actually know how old she is we just know that she's she's like eight or nine nine or ten yeah um so it's more just trying to prolong her life and make sure that she's comfortable and we look after everything and she's getting older so the raw food shop we go to um we just I, i just asked them the other day like oh she is a senior dog like is the you know like because you can get senior packs of like minced, you know it says senior on it but the lady yeah. just said oh um just boneless as you get on a bit like if she's struggling with a poo Um, reduce the bone content which I didn't know obviously before asking so she's doing okay for now but I do like to give them boneless you know in a mixture anyway just yeah. to reduce obviously the bone content because we do the raw food we feed it's known for being like high in bone content yeah so i just like to make sure we're doing bits that's another thing isn't it like they'll say it's 10% bone but it's like it's not 10% bone yeah (laughs) (laughs) like oh it's it's a raw food there's so many different brands of raw food as well though like you know it, you can feed you can raw feed on a budget and people don't realize that like one of my friends when we first met her she was feeding her dog kibble i think and he's so he's a staffy like kyla with the same style fur and his fur was gross um and i was like oh like have you tried raw feeding? she was like oh i can't afford it and i was like it's literally we pay less than 20 pound a week to feed two dogs on raw food and uh, you've got one dog, and so she was like, "Oh, like okay." So she now she re- raw feeds, and his fur feels great, and he's a senior dog too, so it's probably doing him the world of good. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, yeah, like we used to feed. it used to cost us forty pound a week to feed just Chip because we were getting higher end raw foods. Um, yes. but then obviously when we got Kyler and I didn't have a job at the time, so you know, we had to drop down to what we could afford and we were just kind of stuck with it but adding all the different supplements and stuff now. So mm, it's just yeah. doing what's best for you. But yeah, and Definitely. I think people do worry about it, but you can do it. I'm here to tell people. <laughs> yeah, you can. I
1: mean, I've actually been working on a bunch of recipes um, which I'll be releasing. They might have even been released by the time this podcast goes live. Today. Oh, um, that's exciting. And they are basically... Um, they to be fair if people want to use them when i release them they can that's absolutely fine this is why i'm doing it but they are going to be examples of how you can feed a fresh food diet for super cheap and whether that is so i'm even going to do one which personally doesn't fall in line with my values because it has carbohydrates in it but if people are dead set on feeding a diet which is 50 to 60 percent carbohydrates i.e kibble then i'm going to show them that they can do a fresh food version of this kibble for less than what they're paying in the supermarket for this highly processed kibble and they can make it with sort of like five or six ingredients the only thing is they'll need to add like a multivitamin tablet in there which is basically what's in kibble anyway so even if you can only feed kibble then make your own and feed it fresh. Yeah, that's, like that's that. sort of like what I'm going for because fresh food is alive. It's got all the enzymes in it and everything like that. Rather than feeding some kind of like rendered byproduct where you don't even know where it's yeah. From. They don't even look nice. <laughs> no, exactly. So that is something that I've been working on, and it's basically just to try and show people that. You don't have to spend the fortune to feed fresh food, and even I've worked it out sort of like with fifty percent carbs, thirty percent carbs, and twenty percent carbs, and I think the difference is just like pennies, depending on what you use. And this is with stuff from the supermarket as well. Yeah, so not even just from raw food shops. So it could probably be done even cheaper if you were to buy like a bulk box from a raw food supplier, but. Yeah, so I'm really excited about getting those out into the world. So hopefully more yeah. people can see that. It's not going to be too expensive.
2: No, that sounds so exciting. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, all we've got left to do now is to let people know where to find you should they want to come and have a chat. So yeah. everybody, if you're listening and you are interested in joining along with Danielle, Chip and Kyla's story, um, the place to be obviously is Instagram because that's where we all are <laughs> that's where all the cool people are Um, and Chip it's Chip's account isn't it I think yeah it's well it's like a-
2: Chip and Kyle but mainly Chip
1: yeah it started off as Chip so the Instagram handle is chipgram0161 that's c-h-i-p-s-t-a-g-r-a-m-0161 but I will Pop it in the show notes with a direct link straight to their profile if you want to go and follow along. And, Danielle, obviously, DMs are always okay. open if you want yep. to have a chat, yeah?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Well, it's been super fun chatting with you tonight. It's been a really great conversation about loads of different things. I feel like we've covered I know, a lot I've of
2: loads. <laughs>
1: and so have i i always look i always like to learn about how different people deal with their dogs and it's sort of like you kind of pick out pieces that you relate to and it's so comforting to know that everybody's so different but yet we're all the same if you know yeah
2: yeah it makes
1: perfect sense in this crazy (laughs) world of canine nutrition well if you ever want to come back onto the show then just let me know and we can book you in
2: thank you for coming
1: yeah, no problem. Yeah. I will speak to you soon.
0: Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to another great episode of the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. Don't forget to check out the caption for any links discussed here today. And please, if you enjoyed the show, follow along and listen for free on your favorite podcast app. If you have any questions or would like to share your story, feel free to email me at naturally at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. The purpose of this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted as advice from a veterinarian or other professional. It does not form a client relationship with me, the host, or any guest speakers, and any information is not intended to and does not diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. And my guests express our own views, thoughts, and opinions as individuals, and the podcast neither endorses or opposes the views, products, or services discussed here. If your pet is ill, always seek advice from your veterinarian. I am not a veterinarian and I do not treat disease or offer medical advice.